0: Let's scoot around the NBA and have a look at injuries for all 30 teams. Michael Bolton, do you have any medical experience? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Guess not. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and be excellent to each other, and I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok, at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram, at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fans. make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit locked lockedon to learn more. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Thirty teams, few more than thirty injuries. Let's let's start talking about them because that's what we're going to do here on this show later today. Full recap of Monday's four games plus a look ahead to Tuesday's eleven-game in-season tournament NBA Cup slate of action. So um. Let's go, we'll start at Atlanta. We started at Washington last week. We'll start at Atlanta this week. And we're going to go straight in and say that, hey, things are looking pretty good. Mohamed Gay is out with a back stress fracture. He's probably looking at mid-December for a return. And yes, I changed the dates back so that the Americans feel more comfortable. I know you guys found it really hard to understand uh, dates that are written the way that uh, the majority of the world does it. Sorry about that. I've changed it it back so that you guys can uh, understand the dates now. Middle of December, for Gay and his uh, stress fracture, he's not a rotation piece anyway. Nor is Kobe Bufkin, who we're looking at towards the end of November, who's dealing with a fractured thumb. So, thankfully, not much going on there in terms of injuries for the Hawks. Things are looking good. Now, they'd, they're lucky because so far this season, they have only eight players who've played 100 minutes. They are going nowhere into their rotation. They got eight, They play eight guys. And sometimes you'll get five minutes of AJ Griffin or eight minutes of Wes Matthews. But they have eight players who have played 100 minutes. That's it. No one else. They are leaning heavy. And if someone gets hurt, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. The next team we look at is the Boston Celtics. All we have there, again, really good news for a team that is very thin. Namias Keita, Portuguese legend, dealing with a foot issue. I'm just putting it there as the 22nd of November because as often happens... At least the Hawks, really good for their low-end players, Gay and Bufkin. But for these guys like Cater, we get no updates ever. I don't know how long Cater's going to be out. It's just like injury report, Cater out, foot issue. Like he's a big guy. So I'm just going to push him out for weeks. I, I, I don't know because no one's telling me how long he's going to be out for, which is a frustrating thing for probably no one except for me and the five people who watch this who are in 30 team leagues or 400 player rostered dynasty formats. But it still matters. For me, Nemeus and the country of Portugal. Let's look at the Brooklyn Nets, where there are some real impactful injuries for a lot of fantasy leagues. We do know that Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton are both back, but there are still two guys that we need to look at. Cam Thomas with his ankle, we're looking at November 25th as an estimated return date. It might be longer than that. Obviously, with Thomas out, we saw last game, uh, Mikael Bridges take a ton more shots. Lonnie Walker was dealing with a knee problem. He might pop up on the injury report. He's not there at the moment. I don't think Lonnie's a 12-team league player. Um, with Thomas out, the shots just go through Dinwiddie. They go through Bridges, obviously. They go to Johnson. They will go to Walker. They'll go to Smith. They'll just get spread around, not making anyone necessarily must roster. The big question is going to be Simmons, who's missed the last couple of games with a hip problem. I think he's, I'm listening to him currently questionable. I think he probably misses the next game, and that does help Dinwiddie somewhat keep afloat. I don't think Dinwiddie is going to main 12 team, maintain 12-team value for the rest of the season, but I think while Simmons is out, we can use him, and we can use Dennis Smith, and then the value for those guys will drop off, but that's where we're at currently with the Brooklyn Nets and their injury situation. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets, and there is only one game left until Miles Bridges returns. It's on Tuesday, and then they play again on Friday, and then he'll be back. His court date, which was today, got pushed back, I believe, until February, so you're not going to get any ruling on that. Uh, Those two outstanding, or they were outstanding arrest warrants, one of them, the pool ball incident, and another one, a uh, violation of a restraining order. So we we'll get no update on that. And of course, the Hornets have said absolutely nothing on that, nor of the NBA, and they are not suspending him any further. They're not. We said this three weeks ago, the longer that it goes, where they don't say anything, he's just going to waltz back in and play. I don't know that they start him because PJ Washington and Gordon Hayward are still there and Brandon Miller is still around. But what this does mean, I think, is it is bad news for Miller, who's currently dealing with an ankle problem himself because it's Steve Clifford and he will deprioritize rookies. That is what he will do. And this might end up a situation where Washington and Hayward do become drops. I wouldn't do it yet, but I think that they might happen with Bridges and Bridges should be added. To Rogier, it's got a groin issue. This team is horrendous at giving us significant um, updates on timeframes. I'm putting Rogier until the 11th of November. Sorry, not the 11th, the 20th of November. Um, groin injuries. You should be two to three week injuries. We don't know exactly when he's coming back, but that's what we're looking at. Brandon Miller has been starting in his spot, but it might be a spot where Bridges returns. Bridges starts. Haywood moves to the two, and Miller moves to the bench. This is what Clifford does. Right, this is how he he operates. I have no idea about Cody Martin because, again, this team does not tell us anything. Cody Martin has been out since forever. This knee problem is ongoing. We've had no updates on it. I've pushed his return date until the 2nd of December. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if he doesn't play this season. It feels like the surgery and the recovery has not gone well at all for Martin. And it is veering towards Lonzo Ball territory. Veering. I hope it's not. And hope that's just that is an estimation, that is a guess from me. But this complete lack of information is worrying. Martin would have been like a 21, 22 minute a night player, it really would have been a Steve Clifford favorite. But I'm very worried here. Um, James Booknight's dealing with a knee injury, he will play never. He's uh, 18th of November, I've got, but who cares? Uh, Frank Lakina, we're looking at the start of December with his knee issue. And then, as I said, Brandon Miller with an ankle problem. Um, maybe questionable for the next game. He is still worth holding. Wild Bridges and Rozier are out, and then we can assess. But I do feel that when we uh, circle back to Monday next week, that Brandon Miller probably ends up being a droppable player uh, at that point. The Chicago Bulls who do play today, Alex Caruso. We said this every time he plays big minutes, he gets hurt. He played 30 minutes, and then he's he missed the next two games. So he's he missed Sunday. He's doubtful for Monday. He would be an absolute guaranteed 12-team league player if he played 30 minutes. The bloke cannot do it. He just can't. His body can't handle it. And that makes it hard to hold on to him. Dalen Terry dealing with a Patala issue. Um, yeah, he's not going to get minutes. We're about thin teams. This is a terribly thin team. They have 10 guys. That's all they have. Like After their 10th guy in their rotation, which is Desumu, whose minutes are pushed up, it's uh, Phillips, it's Terry, it's the Red Rooster Terry Taylor, they are horrendously thin. They're also not very strong up top either. Daylon Terry's out. Uh, and Pat Williams is dealing with a finger sprain. He's probable to play. He's probable to play poorly, but he is probable to play. The Cleveland Cavaliers. A few injuries there. We don't have strong timelines on a lot of those ones. Chad Jerome's missed about three weeks with an ankle problem. He could have had a role, given that Ricky Rubio is going to be out until maybe the rest of the season. I don't know. Rubio, we've got tentatively penciled into middle of January, but who knows? That's just a complete guess. Jerome's out. um, Sam Merrill's dealing with an illness. Merrill's a really good shooter, so he's just someone to just keep in mind just in case anything opens up at any point. And the other one there is Isaac Okoro, who started to play well. Players returned. His value dropped, and now he's missed, I think, two straight with a knee problem. Obviously, we're not rostering him in 10 or 12 team leagues. He can be a streamer, especially when you push to 14, but that's... um, That's really about it for Isaac Okoro and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and make sure that your Thanksgiving table is complete. Because who wants turkey without the gravy? Now, aside from Ibotta, which is Ibotta, right? Or sorry, as they pronounce it, Ibotta. There's no way you pronounce that Ibotta. That's That's an accent thing. Ibotta. No way. I'm sorry, I refuse. I refuse. It's iBotter. Anyway, do you have turkey with gravy or with cranberry? Don't tell me you mix them. But regardless, even if you do mix them and you want to buy both gravy and cranberry, you can do it. If you've got the Ibotta app and you get cash back. Who wouldn't want cash back? Ibotta gives you that cash back on hundreds of grocery items. Cranberry, turkey, gravy, pronunciation guides. It's all there. Personal care, pantry goods, make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. So download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. We're here, bang, it's done, November 1st, we're rolling, we're here in Thanksgiving mode. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, O B. I B O T T A. No wonder they have to spell it out if they're going to pronounce it wrong. I B O T T A in the Google Play or the App Store and use the code locked. Is that, it's an accent thing. Maybe it's, is it a New York company? I bought her. It's I say her. I bought her. I know you guys love when I do an accent, how horrendous they are. I got my I her app. The next team we look at is the Dallas Mavericks. At the moment, it is just Maximilian Kleber who's dealing with a toe issue. He came back, played like one game and is out again. So he's out for a few weeks. We're looking at 1st of December. This does enable just Powell and Lively to get the minutes. Remember when we, as in me, thought, hey, there's a chance maybe Rashawn Holmes starts for this team. Yeah, we want to put someone on washed watch. That guy's cooked. What is he? How bad is he? Why is he so bad? So I criticize the Kings for giving up Holmes, but mainly for giving up a first-round draft pick for free, which they were stupid. They shouldn't have done that. But I didn't also think that Holmes would just get zero minutes. Anyway, Powell and Lively are the guys there. Kleber was, wasn't even hitting 20 minutes. I think Kleber, just quietly, who was a very effective player, he's on washed watch, watch as well. I'm going to create... Someone said, hey, you need to create like a, a stinger, a sound, a graphic. We're, it's coming. I'm going to make one till later today for washed watch. So I don't have to keep saying it and sounding foolish. Let's look at the... Denver Nuggets. It is just the headmaster, Jamal Murray, with his hamstring we're looking at. They like said he's out for the rest of the month. So let's just say that 2nd of December, he's back. Reggie Jackson is Reggie Jackson, a guy that plays 30 minutes a night and is always the guy, we go, do I want him on my 12-team roster or do I not? That is the Reggie Jackson experience. Yeah, I guess it makes a little bit of sense. And then, oh, he's really playing well. Oh, he's really playing poorly. So sure, do it. Whatever. it. It's going to be back and forward, back and forward, and he's going to sit there as your 11th best player or twelfth best player and you'll debate adding him or dropping him. And that's just the that's just how it goes with Reggie Jackson. Like I don't that's how it's been for years and years and years for the big fella there in Denver. If we go to the Detroit Pistons, there are still a lot of injuries here. Boyan Bogdanovich and Isaiah Livers were expecting early December for both of those guys. Boyan with a calf and Livers with an ankle. These guys both play a similar position. And this is going to really impact things. Now, Monty Williams had some interesting comments about Asar Thompson. And they said, oh yeah, what did Assar do to win the starting job? And Monty's got, oh, he didn't win the starting job. He got the starting job because Boyan was injured. And you go, oh no, what's he going to do, this idiot? Is he going to bench him? But then he said, no, no, he you know, fits so well with these guys. Um, the defensive values there." But then he said, I think he also fits well with the bench group. And you go, Monty, And Monty, my guy, if you're going to bench anybody from the starting group, there are two names that are very, very obvious to bench. One of them starts with K, and it's Killian Hayes. And the other one's Isaiah Stewart. And if you bench a Thompson, you'll never hear the end of it from me. And I know you don't care, but I'm still going to do it. So those guys are back in December. But all of these things is why we said, hey, Marcus Sasser probably doesn't have a path to push to 30 minutes long term. is because there's so many guys to come back. And we saw last game, two guys returned. He played 18 minutes. And we still don't have Joe Harris or Monte Morris who are... Morris, maybe one more game. Harris, another week or so. And I still don't know how it all works. I don't think Harris is going to play. And I wouldn't be shocked if Morris doesn't play every game either. Because again, it's going to mean Ivy or Sasser or Hayes are completely zeroed out. And maybe that's what happens. But there just ends up being too many mid-level guards on this team. Jalen... Dur- this is why I don't understand why they start Stewart. Right? They have... They have so many of these guard players where you can run these three guards because some of them have size. Like like uh, like Cade in particular. Like he's big, like he's 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, like he can play these guys up, but they need to start Stewart at every possible opportunity. Um, Jalen Duran with this ankle problem, it is frustrating. Stewart's value does bump when Duran is out. Makes him a little bit more appealing, but I don't love it as a general rule. Well, Bagley is uh he's Marvin Bagley. Um let's look at the next team. It is your. Golden State Warriors, and at the moment, somehow, despite looking terrible, they don't have any official injuries. The Houston Rockets, we just have Amen Thompson with an ankle problem, maybe the end of November for him. I don't think that it's a redraft stash scenario. I don't see the path for minutes. He'll get some minutes, but where's the path for 30? It's not really there, outside of injuries to other players. As much as I love Amen, and I would buy very low in Dynasty if you can, the path is not there. Victor Ol- same the same way I feel with Tari Eason, really like them, but the path to a consistent twenty-five plus is just unlikely to be there. Victor Oladipo maybe doesn't play at all this season, maybe does, but it won't be until probably All Star break at the earliest with a knee issue. Um, I think he probably gets traded before he plays for Houston, to be honest. Indiana, we're looking pretty clean there at the moment, so that's good news. And then we go on to the LA Clippers. We've got a couple of injuries, an important one to the cockroach Mason Plumlee. We're looking at a January return from an MCL injury, always with a knee sprain issue. I'm always going to put extra weeks on versus what is reported. The media always reports a best case scenario for these situations, and a big man with a knee sprain is just going to take time to come back. So with him out, their rotation remains confusing because last game, we saw Zubats barely play. Diabete got injured, didn't return to the game. Maybe he's okay. P.J. Tucker didn't fill in all the minutes. They just go super small. And you'd think that Zubats would play 30 a night every night with Plumley up, but it didn't happen. Their team is a mess and there's a lot of decisions they need to make. Brandon Boston, dealing with a quad issue, maybe December for him, but there's no real rotation. If Bones Highland's not playing, B J Boston's not going to play. I want B J on a different team because... Just clip that bit out. I want BJ and send it to whoever you want. Um, I want BJ on a different team because I actually do think that there is a rotation player in there somewhere. We're just not seeing it. For the Lakers... Gabe Vincent and Jalen hood Shafino both with individual knee problems. They're not sharing the same knee problem. They both have individual knee problems. So they're looking at probably around the 25th of November. Vincent is a rotation guy. hood Shafino isn't. Remember this when we consider Cam Reddish is that LeBron was out, Vanderbilt is out, and Vincent is out. And all those guys are going to play and Reddish probably won't play 37 minutes a night. He played 28 last game and or the game before and was solid and I don't mind a stream for steals and threes. That's what he provides. But these three guys will all have a trickle-down effect on Reddish. And even if he keeps starting, much like Torian Prince has been starting all of this time, it does not make them must-roster guys. Fine to stream Reddish when you're looking for those numbers, but just be aware. Very similar to the Sassa scenario. Oh, the Sassa scenario. I was going to say the SS, but we're definitely not pro-SS on, on this show. The Sassa scenario, when these guys come back, the minutes, they do push back in. And then they get a little bit more squishy, and that will impact players like that. So just... Just be aware of that when you're considering um, the injury there or or the value of Cam Reddish. LeBron, questionable. Um, Reddish and Hachimura become the streams if he is out. And then Vanderbilt, maybe he's returning soon with a heel problem, and that's going to really eliminate Chris Wood, who's uh, you can drop that as quickly as, as you like. They have figured out that perhaps he's not that good and they don't need to play him. Today's episode is brought to you by FanJul. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Can we update this? Why are we talking NFL, FanJul? It's the NBA season. This is an NBA show, and we're here to look at the NBA because new customers who want to bet on the NBA on FanJul can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins, unless you're the Wizards because you'll never get it. So bet on another team. If you've been thinking about joining Fangio, there's never been a better time to get in on the action and you can look at all of their things. Futures. I don't know why I'm going to laugh. Futures. Spreads. Totals. Over-unders. Player props. Fangio has it all. Same game parlays. Anyone know why they're called parlays in the States, but here we call them multis? I don't know. Anyway, a little bit of trivia that no one cares about. Go to Fangio.com slash locked on. Tip off the NBA season and the NBA in-season tournament which is happening Tuesday again, another game day there. Fanjul, official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. For some reason, these uh, ad reads today have just been off the rails. So I do apologize to all of our uh, promotional partners, but hopefully that makes you more interested in uh, listening to their ads when I, uh, when I go a bit rogue. Let's look at the next one. It is the Miami Heat. It's not the Miami Heat, that's incorrect. Josh, you skipped a team, and I know you skipped a team because you just hate them, and that's that's why you do it, but it is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Jar Morant, suspension will be; we'll leave him available for the 19th of December, so we are still over a month away for Jar returning. And for those of you who go, what's well, ridiculous if Bridges can play and Morant can't, I, I sort of agree, but we have to understand that the way that the NBA framed the Bridges um, suspension was like Miles, you've been suspended for 30 games, but you've already served 20. So, in essence, the suspension was longer, but in actuality, it's clearly not right, it's fake. But that's how they framed it. I don't know why they do it that way. I know Jars was a repeat offense, and I, 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 I'm actually on, on your side that it is ridiculous that Jar would get that much while Bridges gets that little. Got no problem with Jar being suspended, but yeah, Miles should have been suspended more, doesn't matter. Jari's is uh, suspended until then. I actually think that old mate, ESPN fantasy legend, Jacob Gillard, and a shout out to ESPN. They have added the players that I told them that they needed to add. Jacob Gillard, he's there now. You can go and add him. Matt Ryan, he is there now. Now it did take two years, but they're there. So shout out to you guys waiting to be pushed by me to add someone to your platform. Well done. So they're there. All that is a roundabout way of saying is that I think Jacob Gilead might continue to start. Now, he's not going to be a must-roster player, but we saw that he gets them sort of in line. It puts Marcus Smart away from being a full-time ball handler and into the role that he's going to play when Morant returns. So if you're in, like, any deeper format, a starting point guard who might get six assists and 1.5 steals, which Gilead can do, there's value in that. It's not for everybody, but 16-team leagues, absolutely take a shot. 14, maybe. 12? Actually, maybe as well. This is Jacob Gilliard, and I can't believe we're talking Jacob Gilead. But I think he's going to start, and I think he's going to keep that role over Derek Rose. He's looked better than Rose. That all might, you know, when you're doing this, you're not investing huge amounts in old mate Jacob Gilliard. But if it does play out, you've got a starting point guard until the 19th of December. It's worth considering. Brandon Clark, until around end of February, we expect, and then he'll be very limited when he returns. Derek Rose, probably doubtful for next game, but I'm not sure how much he's going to play, if at all. And then the big fella, the cashier, Xavier T. Illman with the knee soreness. Haven't heard any updates on that. Biombo seems established. Very, very easy to drop Tillman at the moment. Even if, like, Tillman was going to start, right? And then he pulled out, Giggity, with that knee soreness. Till, uh, Biombo took over, played a lot of minutes. You can drop Tillman. It will impact Biombo when Tillman returns, but there's no unfettered 30-minute access now for Tillman anymore. It's probably going to be 25, 26 at most, and that's not enough to hold on in that scenario. Let's look at heat culture. These guys train so hard, so there's surely Oh, no, there are some injuries. Tyler Hero is out with an ankle problem. That's going to put him out, I would expect, until around the 6th of December. With him out, Duncan Robinson is the starter. The priority ads are Lowry. I think it's then Robinson and I think Huckers becomes the next guy. Now we talked about this immediately when Hero went down. So keep an eye on Huckers whether they start him or not. His games over the weekend were strong, but also remember for Huckers in those games, Lowry missed one of them and Butler missed one of them. So when Lowry and Butler both play, which we will see in the next game, where does Huckers sit? Because it's still going to be Lowry and Robinson starting, I believe, which puts Huckers out of probably the 12-team zone and more into the 14-team. While Caleb Martin, much like his brother, Who knows? Still got a knee problem. With him out, Haywood Highsmith, who did stink last game, was a fringe 12-team guy. You can keep holding him. You don't have to. Um, and I don't think Martin's going to waltz back in and start or be a 12-team league guy either. But it does just put a little bit of a dampener on the value, even of a, or a um or a Highsmith when he does return. But maybe we're looking at Martin, let's say, end of the week. But with no information, I can't be more specific than that. The Milwaukee Bucks, Jay Crowder is dealing with a groin issue. I'm just going to rule him out for the rest of this week. I have no official information on that. I know that he's out on Monday. Old bloke, groin injury, left a game, soft tissue, see you later. That to me is a week. That means there's more for Pat Connaughton. There's maybe more for MarJon Beauchamp. It is a reprieve for Malik Beasley, and it's more for Bobby Portis. Chris Livingston's dealing with an ankle problem. Um, Cool, he doesn't play, so that's fine. Well, Damian Lillard is set to return from his ankle problem, so the campaign stream is over. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Jordan McLaughlin with a knee problem out until about the middle of December. He wasn't playing in the rotation anyway, so that doesn't really matter. While Jalen Clark, their second-round rookie, who's on a two-way, he has a torn Achilles, and we're looking at maybe the start of March, but again, that's not going to impact really anybody. On to the next team. It is a team that has a lot more injuries that are important. It is the New Orleans Pelicans. CJ McCollum, we're looking at the beginning of December maybe for his pneumothorax. And Trey Murphy, maybe the beginning of December as well for his knee problem. Remember this when we were considering Jordan Hawkins at the moment. Hawkins is totally okay in the same realm that a Tim Hardaway Jr. is totally okay. Understanding that you're not going to get much more apart from points and threes. And there's going to be a lot of fluctuations in field goal percentage. So you will find to have Hawkins. But if you wanted to drop him to add a Skylar Mays or to try a Jaime Huckes, or a Duncan Robertson or Kyle Lowry or whatever, no worries. I don't think you're missing that much. Herb Jones missed the last two with a leg problem. With Jones out, very strong stream on Dyson Daniels. Daniels does have an interesting fantasy game apart from the shooting. Rebounds, assists and steals he's pretty good at, but the minutes weren't there usually. But with how he has played the last couple of games, I'm not going to rule out that when Jones returns, that Daniels and Hawkins split minutes more. Now they probably put Hawkins with the starters because you need some shooting on that team, which is a current disaster. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's a little bit more split in the minutes. Jose Alvarado, maybe we're looking at the end of the week for his ankle problem. He would likely get minutes, but doesn't fix the shooting problem. But he would at least enable some ball handling and some defense. But again, how does an Alvarado Herb Jones backcourt work? The answer is it doesn't. So I'm not, you know, not super excited about stashing uh, at Jose Alvarado. The New York Knickerbockers, Evan Fournier is listed questionable for today's game uh, with personal reasons. The personal reasons is he's personally pissed off at Tom Thibodeau. So he's questionable. He's never going to play. He's never going to be traded. Um, Cool. I feel sorry for the guy. Just sort of just sitting in limbo. The Oklahoma City Thunder, the Oklahoma City Mudflap, Kenridge Williams, hasn't played this season with a back issue. He's not officially doubtful, but I'm listing him that way. They just keep listing game by game. Out, out, out. And until you list otherwise, I'm going to keep you doubtful. And I'm not even sure where he fits in the rotation with uh, Pig Williams and with Usman Jen getting his nine minutes and Aaron Wiggins playing and sometimes Lindy Waters and sometimes Davis Bertans. Now, Kendrick Williams is a good player, but there's no significant role as the way there was last season. The Orlando Magic. Not going to do it. Nah, not this time. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. We're looking at the beginning of December. Mo Wagner, Goga Badadze. I prefer Mo over Goga. They're playing basically the same minutes. Don't have to be rostered, but can be. The other one to watch is John Isaac, who in 14-team leagues, I'm okay with grabbing. In 12s, let's see. It's not not bad, but I don't think he can really justify 20-plus minutes at this point. And when Carter returns, he likely won't get it. And we're officially on ooh, watch with Markel Fultz because another game out with a knee tendonitis. That's four this season. Missed two, came back, missed another two. Real problem here. This puts Anthony Black with both Harrison Fultz out into at least stream territory. Somehow, it hasn't actually made Cole Anthony a better option, but it puts him again in that stream zone. I wouldn't be looking at Black or Anthony as must-grab players, but they at least in that stream zone, it does really solidify Jalen Suggsy-Suggs as a guy that I'd much rather have over Anthony and over Black. I hate that these names are all the same. Cole Anthony and Anthony Black. I would rather Jalen Suggs over those guys, with Harris out with that groin problem and Fultz with the knee issue again. The Philadelphia 76 is Kelly Oubre with his rib fracture from the car accident. We're currently listing him mid January for a return, but we'll get more information on that in the coming days. We saw Nick Batum start. He went from 26 minutes to 33 minutes. He blocked really good shots. I don't believe that Nick Batum is a must roster player. I think he's totally reasonable to use and to stream. He can get you some assists. He can get some steals. He can hit some threes. He's not going to score much. He's not going to be a big rebound guy, and he is an injury risk player. But his minutes are up, and he can be a contributor in the right situation, in the right build. What we also saw is the rest of Ubre's minutes just went to Daniel House. It didn't go to Melton. It didn't go to Covington. It didn't go to Springer. It didn't go to Quavion Smith. Now, they're rolling at the moment. I do worry a little bit about their shock creation. It's really just... It's, it's Harris, Maxi, and Bede. No one else creates a shot on this team. So I want to see what else they end up doing there. But for the moment, Batum is, if you're going to target anyone, it is Batum. I just don't think that it's 100% a must-grab player. The Phoenix Suns, Damian Lee, has a meniscus injury middle of December for him. He's not going to matter too much. Devin Booker with a calf. It does appear he's getting closer. I think we get a return this week. And I hope we don't get a fourth leg injury for Devin Booker. Now, you can't make jokes on that because what's a fourth leg? Can't do it. So, Devin Booker, hopefully returns soon. Maybe you can buy low on him? I don't know. Eric Gordon missed last game with a shoulder problem. Doesn't appear long-term. Of course, with Booker out, Allen, Gordon, and Goodwin are the streams in that order. And then they all die off when Devin does return. This will take us through to Portland where there are a lot of injuries, quite obviously. Anthony Simons, we're looking mid-December with his thumb injury. Sterling Henderson, we're looking at the end of November with his ankle and Malcolm Broggo-Brogdon I've got around the 26th of November. Now, we don't have an official timeline on Brogdon, but here's what I know. He pinged his hamstring five minutes into a game. He's old and he has a million soft tissue injuries in his history and a hamstring usually should be a 21-day injury. So NBA teams will always rush him back, but let's say it's got to be two weeks. They're in no rush for him to play. Why would they want him to play? They don't need him to play. You can drop Brogdon, I would think. And this means that, of course, Skylar Mays is a must-add player for the short term. But always couch your decision-making on Mays. You see a better option than a lot of longer-term guys for now? Absolutely, right now, yes. But when one of Scoot or Brogdon return, Mays will go back to a 20-minute roll. And then when both of them return, he goes back to maybe a 10-minute roll. And then when Simons returns, he goes back to a zero-minute roll. So there's no real long-term staying power here for Mays. Even if he is a top 70 guy for this little period of time, that's really good. And that's what you use this short-term streaming spot for. But when you're debating that versus a longer-term stash, this is not like, oh, Mays looks great. He's going to play 30 minutes a night moving forward. Very, very unlikely to see how that's going to occur. Remember, Brogdon wasn't playing 30 minutes a night when Simons and Henderson were healthy. And the other one is, of course, Rob Williams with a knee surgery out for the season. If you're in deeper leagues, do up Reith. I think Reth was added overnight on both formats. Yahoo and ESPN, not sure about that. Not adding him in 12s, obviously. But he's on the radar. And if you're in 20s, 18s, 16s, worth looking at. He might have that backup role locked down all season. He flashed a bit of shooting. He flashed a bit of passing. A little bit of interesting stuff there from Reth. Let us go on to the next team. Darren Fox was officially listed doubtful yesterday, but it seems like he's going to play today. So it looks like they're going to upgrade that to questionable. I've upgraded it to questionable. It looks like he will play RIP Keon Ellis and Davion Mitchell and Kevin Herder and maybe even Malik Monk. Monk's the only guy out of those guys that I would keep in 12-team leagues. We haven't seen Trey Lyles play at all this season. Maybe he's back this week with a calf issue. That'll take Alex Len out of the rotation. It'll impact guys like Kessler Edwards who've been playing at the four also. We don't want Lyles in any 12-team format, but maybe we get him back soon. Maybe. I guess so. I guess he's coming back for the Spurs, we've just got Trey Jones who missed last game with a hamstring injury. This one sort of came out of nowhere. So I'm not really sure how to judge this hamstring. If this is a you know a real hamstring injury where it's a 2-3 week injury, I'm not sure you need to hold Trey Jones. I I differ to a lot of people on this. You'll you'll probably heard this. I don't believe that he's just going to be given this starting point guard job in the next week or two. I don't actually think it's going to change without injury. I don't think Trey Jones and I am very confident that the Spurs do not view Trey Jones as a starting point guard. I am very confident in that. Sohan is improving, and I don't think they're abandoning this experiment at this early stage. So if Jones is injured, he's a 26-minute-a-night backup, it makes it really hard to consider him a guaranteed must-roster. Now, you probably still do want to hold him, but I'm, I'm a bit opposite to other people uh, in the fantasy space or even in the NBA space who just think that they're gonna make that switch and Jones is gonna start because he's so good at getting things organized. I and even if I believe that, and I'm not even sure that I do, right? Is fine. It's not about if I believe that. It's about do the Spurs believe that? And I believe the Spurs don't believe that. I hope that I hope that makes sense and doesn't sound too Dr. Susie. Let's go on to the Toronto Raptors. Christian Coloco still dealing with this illness. Man, that must have been rough. Apparently he had a broken nose. Um, and no surgery, but is that still an illness? What is going on? Why is he taking so long? Not that it matters. He's not in the... Well, it does matter to him. Shout out to you, Christian Coloco. Not that it matters for fantasy in the rotation, but man, it's a long time. O'Jane Inouye's dealing with a finger uh, laceration. He'll be fine. And Gaz Trent missed the last game with a foot issue. Gaz is just a streamer for for, for threes and some steals, although those numbers have dropped as we thought they might with a new coach and a different defensive se- scheme. For the Jazz... It is just the big fella, Walker Kessler's dealing with an elbow injury. We're looking around the 25th of November for a return. Hopefully that enables him to play more when he is back. We saw Osha Abaji play 30 minutes last game. I don't think that abaji's a 12 team ad. You can stream him, but that's about it. I'm still thinking that Kelly Olynyk is worth having. But his minutes haven't pushed up, which is always a confusing thing. Hey, when Kessler's there, let's play a 24 minutes and night because he really fits really well. Kessler's gone. Nah, let's play a less. I mean, sure, but what? Why? I don't get that. But it's what they're doing, and let's see if it persists. It is one game. One of them was foul trouble for a but the next game didn't happen either. So I still think we hold Kelly because he's got very clear top 100 upside, whereas Abaji doesn't. But let's see what they do in the next game. It's all about gathering more data and taking shots on things that you think might happen. And the last team is the Washington Wizards, DeLon Wright, with a knee. We're looking mid to late December. Obviously, we're not holding him through this injury. We thought maybe Ryan Rollins was get extra run, but no, Wes Unsell decided we're going to go from a 13-man rotation to a nine-man rotation and cut out everybody. All the young guys, you're never playing again, apart from Bilal Koulibaly, who played 34 minutes. Now, was that because DeLon was out? Or was it because Dan Gafford went to the locker room? Or was it because Tyus Jones sucked? Or was it because of all three? That's what we don't know, and that's what we need to find out. I think that Bilal, especially with four games on Monday, is a great ad, and then we see where it goes. And then Gallinari, the Italian cock, he is resting today, so obviously no long-term concern there. And that's it. We are 34 minutes in. We are done. All 30 teams. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And on YouTube, please do the thing. Thumb it up, ring the bell, leave a comment. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. I water.